0: Well, hello, spooky people. I'm Josie.
1: And I am Katie, also spooky.
0: (laughs) And we are something spookish. We're here for spooky stories. I can't think about aliens anymore. I just need a break. No. It's too much, but thank you. I need it. I need a long break. Thank you for doing that with me. That was fantastic. My brain's broken. And so I'm going to move on to something else that also breaks my brain. Oh, really? Uh, Yes. And I thought this would be a good warm up uh, to our hotel stay in which we are going to experiment with the Estes method.
1: That's right. And I don't know that we've quite released exactly what we're where we're going and what we're doing.
0: One, well, what we're, where it's we're going. It's a surprise. It is a surprise. Right? It's. I think it's mm-hmm. a surprise. But we're going to be staying in a haunted hotel room, that you know. And thus we will be trying to, maybe. I don't want to. I don't want to put a hundred percent that I'm going to do this because I want an option to chicken out, because that's just me. Uh, we will Good be call. doing what we call the Estes method. And what is that? So I mean, it's it's a newer form of extrasensory communication, in order to. Get...
1: Extrasensory?
0: Did I say that right? Extrasensory? Extrasensory?
1: I'm pretty sure, but I really like it when you change words.
0: I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Okay, well, the Estes method is a way where you can communicate with um, the dead in a little bit more of an effective way, and it's being used in paranormal investigations with paranormal investigators all over so it's becoming a really uh highly used tool in the field and this is very similar if you've heard of a spirit box and if you've watched investigations it's a device that forces sweeping radio signals into chunks of randomized noise which many ghost hunters believe can be manipulated by spirits to send messages so it's that box that they carry around that's like and then you hear voices or words out of it every once in a while
1: Oh, the white noise one.
0: Yeah, that white noise box. And normally you see people just in a group talking out loud and, you know, reacting to their responses. Now, the Estes method is different because you take away all of your senses. It's like a sense deprivation type of thing. So there's one person who is blindfolded and has a SB7 spirit box directly being fed into noise-canceling headphones. So you can't hear anything outside of this uh, static noise. You're blindfolded and you don't really, you can't see or hear. You have no idea what's happening around outside of you. Your main goal is just to interpret the words that you're hearing from the box and say them out loud to the group. Now, the group members are the ones that are asking the questions and writing down the responses. And so it's almost like having a communication. It's a better, it's a way to... Attempt to have a more intelligent communication with the dead. I'm excited. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> well, so I thought I'd warm us up and just, I have two stories that both involve using the Estes method, just kind of dip our toes into see what we're about to get into.
1: That would be really interesting. And one of our listeners who's a paranormal investigator is, uh, he has his version of an Estes method. He sent it and I still need to watch it, but I'm really curious to see what he does and how it compares to other variations of the Estes method. So maybe maybe if I feel really brave, maybe I'll also volunteer to be the listener, but we're we're really gonna have to wait and see.
0: I feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for me. Why do you feel bad for me? I can handle (laughs) being in a sensory. Oh, oh, and I, I don't know if listeners know this, but we've already decided that Caitlin is a spooky, scared one, and that she doesn't want to be deprived of her senses or hear voices in her ears.
1: I don't blame That's you. That's right. I volunteered. I volunteered to be the writer, the person that <laughs> writes down the things. You that also the have to ask. The,
0: you have to ask the questions.
1: Yeah, and you don't know what questions I'm asking. I could
0: indeed. I could
1: ask. Do you prefer peanut butter or jelly? You really you could
0: really take a nice light approach to this if you wanted to. But whatever comes out of my face, that's on you. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not on me because you're going to get the full conversation. I'm just going to be confused. I'm going to be like, what the I don't know. I hear this. This is what is happening. You're going to be in the room and you're going to be like, oh, my God.
1: No. Shit, are you turning this on me? No. Wait a second. Wait a second. I want to trade. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold the phone. <laughs> no, I'm not so sure. But also, I feel like I should probably spend some time thinking of some good questions. I'll help.
0: Okay. Anyhow. Yeah, that's just my, that's my thought on it. There's a lot of different mm, versions of using the Estes method. Some people call it the spirit box experiment. Over time, it's evolved. Like, the first time we see this, they're just using normal headphones. I think Zach Baggins did it in a rocking chair. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. I'm going to talk to you about the people who first documented this and why it coined the name the Estes Method.
1: Oh, I was
0: wondering. hmm It was created in Estes Park, Colorado, Shout out. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it was not. Deep within the haunted halls of the famous Stanley Hotel. Are you serious? I yes, should you not. That's kind of crazy. Were you curious of, like, why is it called the Estes Method? Living well, in definitely... Estes, Colorado. It's too quinky dinky, I know.
1: It is, and that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, Estes Park. But then I also thought, there's no way. Oh, but there's, there's no a way.
0: way. There's a way, and it's oh. here. It's right here. Oh, my goodness. This is the way. I'm kind of delighted. Right. So I, uh, I got my sources from a really awesome YouTube series documentary called "The Spirits of Stanley," um, with three investigators, and their names are Carl Pfeiffer, Connor Randall, and Michelle Tate. And they had been spitballing this idea since 2011 about you know create like trying the Estes method, and they thought. You know, what if they were able to isolate themselves and isolate the noise from the SB seven spirit box and just feed it into one person, making them the receiver. So a little bit closer and intimate, if that makes sense. Like you're able to really focus on the spirit box within you without any outside influence.
1: That's a great idea.
0: Yeah. So they can't even see, you know, the word they can't even lip read what someone's asking so there's no outside influence the goal is to have a communication with the spirit obviously on january 21st 2016 carl connor and michelle attempted the estes method in the concert hall of the stanley hotel which is where we were haunted in and we'll get to that soon uh this was the group's third year in a row coming to investigate the stanley and they had done this a few times they they did they did it about once a week once a year and they would just kind of investigate the whole hotel. And this time they were in the concert hall. While the group investigated, Michelle was scratched. Really? Yeah, in the concert hall. Isn't that surprising?
1: That's very surprising. The Stanley Hotel is pretty mild when it
0: comes to activity, I thought. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Again, they had never experienced anything negative of the sort. But they determined that the spirit was really trying to get their intet- uh, to get the investigators' attention. This group also set up a flashlight and started asking questions, and they wanted to ask the spirit to turn the flashlight on and off, and it did that a few times before it started dying out. And then they decided to try the Estes method and communicate with whatever energy was down there, because something was trying to talk to them. If you're getting scratched,
1: or scare them,
0: yeah. The reason we're confused about Michelle getting scratched, and this is a YouTube series. If you look up Spirits of Stanley, you can see their whole series on it. Um, I'm just going to tell you about the first attempt of the Estes method, but they really, they start taking it and evolving it and really going throughout the whole hotel and doing it. It gets pretty crazy. So I would recommend watching it if you're interested. It's a great series. We're surprised about Michelle getting scratched because when we were at the Stanley Hotel we did a a ghost tour with our lovely grandma during that time we were in the concert hall there is a room back there where a homeless lady would always try to sneak into and sleep and take shelter from the cold winters the staff would typically find her and kind of kick her out but she would always come back in and, and sleep and pass out on that couch well and
1: Josie I I I actually have. It's really interesting that this is coming up and that you have chosen this episode because I interviewed Sarah from our very first Eerie encounters episode, and she told me about because she used to work at the Stanley. Oh, yeah. So, and she was a tour guide. Yeah, yeah, my girl. Yeah, yeah she's awesome, and so I, you're, I think you're really close to having all the details right.
0: Oh, please correct me because I it's I was like how old was I when I did that tour? Not my age right now. So it's
1: not as right. <laughs> a few years younger. I I think what she told me was that the Stanley Hotel would close down in the winter because they didn't have heat and so it was only open for occupancy during the summer. They were closed for the winter and there was a I think she was 16 or 17. A girl had run away from home Aww. and she was in Estes Park and she had snuck into the concert hall and made a little place for herself there well because it was the warmest place that she could find and unfortunately she was discovered and kicked out and the night she was kicked out she had to be outside and was wandering around and she froze to death <gasps> that night
0: oh I had it so wrong oh my god
1: I'm pretty sure that's it. We'll we'll hear for sure from Sarah in a
0: couple oh my weeks gosh. when we hear have her episode. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yeah, um, very sad. Wow. Okay. Well, so that's that's yeah. So that's the story. And when you and I went, uh, when you go into this room, the tour guide I don't know if they still do it, but they'll give you lollipops, and you put them upside down on your hand so that because they've been it's said that the spirit will flick them off your hand. And it's also oh, I said about that. Uh huh. If they, if this, if this female spirit, um, you know, she resides in that room. If she likes you and she wants you to stay, she'll close the door to keep you in. And while we were there, everyone had a lollipop. Nothing happened. Um, there were a whole bunch of people in the room. No lollipops reflect off or anything, which I—it's not surprising to me. I don't want to ma- put on a show for people. And then everyone left, and it was just you and me in there. And we were sitting on the couch and we were talking and all of a sudden the door starts to close and so we're like oh my god okay that's I awesome that. right we were like is that is that real is that really real so we open the door back up sit back down and it starts to close again now i'm super uh i love I love feeding into my spooky side, but I'm at the same time I'm also like really. So I went over to the door to try to keep it open, and I felt a pressure trying to close the door.
1: Oh my God, I forgot about that. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, I hope you do. You have the video?
1: I don't think so, because I found my picture with the orbs. Nice from the Stanley Hotel. I don't,
0: I don't know where that video is. But we but do have I a remember... we have a picture of orbs, though, don't we?
1: Yeah, it was when we were uh, in the basement of the Stanley Hotel and you were in the foundation. You could see where the foundation was and how the Stanley Hotel is built on directly on the, uh, the earth instead of, you know, being on poured concrete and whatever. So, and they said that sometimes when people take pictures into the dark, that orbs would show up. So I, of course, was taking pictures into the dark later when I was looking at them, I did end up getting a picture of it's really interesting because it's kind of a streak of light that changes directions and is doubled up
0: can we post it
1: we can definitely post it because it's
0: it's pretty cool we were haunted at the stanley hotel but nothing like it and all the staff there were saying that it's a really friendly place it's not super haunted like it's made out to be like there's really nothing gory no one really died in the hotel in a horrific way So it's surprising that someone would be scratched.
1: Yeah, it's very surprising.
0: Because there's a scratching. Something obviously wants to communicate with them. So they sit down to communicate. So they're in the concert hall. All the lights are off, obviously. Connor was the receiver. So he is the one who's doing the Estes method. He's got a blindfold on, the headphones on, and he's listening to the spirit box. And then Michelle and Carl are asking questions. So to get started, there's going to be a lot of dialogue. Um, I'm not going to say what that Connor is the one that's saying this. I'm just going to say what this, I'm just going to name, the, I don't know, how do I do this? Whatever the response is from the spirit box, I'm just going to say that the, it was from the spirit box and not Connor. But Connor is the one who's talking. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, he's relaying the messages. Yes.
0: Okay. And now I will read you the transcript of the Estus Method performed at the Stanley the very first time. So Carl is asking questions. This is a test. Carl asks, Connor, can I ask you a question? Connor is already blindfolded listening to headphones. He says, what? Immediately. That's what came out of the spirit box. Carl was, he started laughing almost because he was like, is this a spirit with a sense of humor? And so he asks again, hey, Connor, can I ask you a question? And Connor says nothing, seems completely oblivious. And he just wanted to make sure that Connor couldn't hear him. So the fact that the spirit box said what? The very first thing, they're like, huh, that's interesting.
1: Uh, they would have fooled me. I would have been like, oh, you can hear me.
0: Well, so he asks a second time, a few times, and Connor says nothing. Nothing at all.
1: So it was only that one time. It was just that one time.
0: Now that they've tested, they start with the real questioning. Carl asks, who scratched Michelle? Tell Connor through the spirit box. The spirit box says, scared. Carl says, were you reaching out to Michelle for help? Because you're scared? Was this in a positive way or a negative way? Then the word comfort. Carl says, "Do you want us to stay?" Her. You want Michelle to stay? Just her? Sure. And at this point, Michelle is sitting right next to Connor again, who is blindfolded and can't see or hear anything, but is responding, but is responding accurately, and in kind of a creepy way. Obviously, her means Michelle, so she's like, "Oh my God, what the fuck." That's yeah, a little, that's a little too much. She's like, you guys, I don't, I don't like this. Carl asks, why do you want Michelle to stay here by herself? And the spirit box says four things. Now, Carl thinks that since the activity seemed different from previous investigations at the hotel and the draw to Michelle from this particular energy, he actually thinks that this spirit might be familiar to her and has been hanging around her
1: and it said f-
0: for things for things like f o r or f o u r f o u r for things
1: uh that's uh vague and also specific
0: and now carl looks at michelle and he's like what was um what was your friend's name what was mark's friend's name again and the spirit box says it's me and michelle says jared Jared was my friend's name, at the same time that the spirit box said, it's me. And she's like, this is really weird. Because you can tell the look on her face. She's like, okay, is this actually my friend? Wait, who's Jared? Right? Who is Jared? We don't know. It just said, it just said, it's me. She says, Jared out loud. The spirit box says, all day. All day. All day. Jared, if this is you... I know you don't know me, but I'm Carl. What is your name? The spirit box says, yo. Okay. Okay. And all of a sudden, Michelle laughs, seeming to understand this familiar response. And now Michelle starts butting in. She's like, how did you die? Scary. Michelle asks, why was it scary? Connor doesn't repeat what the voice box says, but he says it sounds kind of like a little evil-ish sounding. And he uh. actually kind of freaks out a little bit. And then it says, hi. Michelle and Carl say, hi. Connor responds through the spirit box saying, who told? All of a sudden, there's a pause. Michelle picks her head up and she says, I did. And then the spirit box says, before 10. And all of a sudden, Michelle is just starting to freak out. Obviously, we're super confused. What does so any of confused. this mean? What what, what does what, this mean? What is happening? And so she's like, whoa, that was weird. That was so weird. Now, Michelle thinks that this is a spirit that she knows. And she thinks it's one of her late friends back from Texas. She thinks that this is her friend because they had a really... Sp- uh, they had a really specific response come through. For example, it said, who told? And Michelle admits that she was thinking of that friend who passed away when the box replied, who told? Thus she said, I did. Uh, Because it must have, I'm, I'm assuming she thinks that it picked up on what she was thinking. The spirit box says, before 10. And she said that this is something that her and her friend would say back to each other all the time. She said that she didn't really want to elaborate on it because it was her inside personal thing with this person, but she knew it had to be her friend, Jared.
1: Wow, that's pretty compelling if it was talking about inside...
0: Information. Well, and the fact that it was like, yo, too. Like, that seems like a... These are younger adults, so it seems like, you know, a, a response from someone. And with our experience of the hotel, this is not anything that would be coming up from the spirits of the Stanley.
1: No, definitely not.
0: So they did the Estes method and accurately picked up on a spirit that was following someone else and not the Stanley.
1: It was following Michelle, right? Uh-huh.
0: Ew. So Carl asks, is there anything we should know about the concert hall? About the concert hall or the spirits here? Safe here pride and that's what the spirit box said which makes sense because it is it safe there yeah it's super safe there it's not crazy yeah. hauntings
1: well yeah if we're talking about hauntings then i would say yeah it is pretty safe
0: yeah what i gathered from that is that the spirit like this jared spirit is just around michelle and he's been around her during the investigation and they're just picking up on him because i've I'm sure he has more. He has a higher intensity to give a message to someone who's close to him. But while he's there, I'm sure that this spirit of Jared can pick up on all the energy around him, and he can tell that it's, sta- it's safe there. And I've, I, I think it makes sense to me that the spirits of the Stanley are very prideful in their home.
1: Oh, I'm sure. But what about the evil sound that Connor didn't repeat?
0: Yeah, he, he didn't seem like... Because that was a response to the way that somebody died. So I'm wondering if it was just a response from the ghost from a death state. We, it sounds like we we may not... We'll never we know. We may not know. We don't know. Yeah. But give us your opinions.
1: So it's not... So you're not... We're not worried that there's something dark following Michelle, it sounds at, like. At
0: this point, I'm not. Nor will I ever be, actually. (laughs) We're just not sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. Carl asks, are you proud to be a spirit here? Are you proud of this place? Very is the word that comes through. Are you a new spirit here? And then Michelle asks, did you come here because you like The Shining? Sort of, the spirit box says. Michelle and Carl laugh because this is very, like, this is what her friend He kind of liked The Shining, so it's, you know, I'll go along for the ride, which I also think is whimsical and fun. Then the spirit box says, fading. Carl asks, would you like us to let you go? For now. They thanked the spirit for talking with them and ended the experiment.
1: Okay, and that makes sense, because from what? We've learned from previous episodes, human spirits can only communicate for a few minutes because it takes so much energy.
0: Yeah. Or maybe he did just want to like say hi to Michelle and then go on. That is the end of that story. But if you are interested, they like I said, they continue to evolve the Estes method at the hotel and are able to communicate with more spirits there that are more directly linked to the hotel the reason I picked this story is because it's such an interesting, I think it, it gives some credibility to the Estes method because of our experience with the hotel and knowing that it is a safe kind of, there's nothing nasty there as far as spirits or ghosts, um, evil energy wise, but there's definitely spirits and ghosts there. And the fact that this Estes method picked up on something entirely different that they weren't even going for and this conversation made sense i'm i'm pretty baffled
1: that is that's really interesting and a good example and it was this group that coined the
0: term Mm -hmm. that's really neat i'm about it i like it for my next story i have an episode of kindred spirits That also utilizes the Estes method, but they call it the spirit box method, which is the same thing, but they use it in this investigation. And I was very compelled, very compelled. It's a great episode. It's on ID Discovery. It follows Amy Bruni and Adam Barry, both long-term paranormal investigators. It's episode three of season one. So check it out. Oh,
1: Pretty early on.
0: Yeah, because apparently, so they use the Estes method a lot throughout their shows, which I'm kind of interested in to watch more of it now. But the very first episode they did this in, it was very short, but the whole story really tied together. So Amy and Adam are both professionals in the field, and they seem like they really care about everyone that they meet, and they are very rooted in, in finding answers for the people that they work with. So I I was immediately drawn to them. They seem really sweet and really caring. And, you know, sometimes you don't always get that. It sounds like from previous episodes we've told, some paranormal investigations are just there to stir things up, right? Yeah. Amy and Adam, they get a call from a woman named Christy to investigate her house. She has younger kids, and they have said that they've been seeing shadow figures in the home, which is a no-no. Don't like shadow figures. Obviously, she's concerned. Now, Christy thinks that this may be the spirit of her grandmother still in the house. She was very close to her grandma growing up. Unfortunately, in 2005, Christy and her grandmother had a falling out. Her grandma was due to have a procedure at the hospital, and while Christy called her a few times to check in on her recovery, she was not able to be there in person. After her grandma returned home, she refused to talk to Christy. Christy actually... I know... Uh, christy was like i feel like i'm insane because i i don't i really don't understand like why why and she wanted to patch things up but her grandma was not interested during that whole time christy got married she had a family and unfortunately her grandma passed away before they could reconcile things so there was absolutely no closure and she's kind of left with this like what like there obviously her grandma was hurt and she was hurt over something that They weren't really sure, was a problem, and then just never talked. So it's, I mean, like, having someone pass away like that, I just, I can't even imagine. Yeah, but Christy really tried. Christy tried. She did. And so... That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Christy wants to know, and the reason she asked Amy and Adam to come, is she does feel like the spirit in the house is her grandmother, And all she wants to know is if her grandmother is happy now that she's living in her home with her family. But the energy in the home doesn't really feel that way. So she's looking for answers. Christy hears rummaging in the house when she's alone. She hears rummaging coming from the closet in the master bedroom. Ooh, ooh. I know. And it happens at least once a week. So often, she says, that, like, it's starting to just be annoying. Like, she'll be laying in the bed, she'll start to hear the rummaging, and she'll just get up and leave, because it's just, she's like, this, this is super annoying, I'm getting frustrated, nothing's there, I always look, and nothing's there.
1: Yeah, I would, I
0: guess maybe she got desensitized to it, because that's pretty freaky. That's pretty freaky, especially with it happening so often. Um, Her husband said that he's been tapped while they're sleeping, Her kids are seeing shadow figures around the house and they're hearing breathing in their rooms. Oh! Yeah, no, thank you. The master bedroom was Christy's grandmother's room and that's now where she sleeps and where she's hearing the rummaging in the closet. Her grandma's name is Dorothy and she unfortunately passed away in that bedroom. She was found on the floor in the same spot her child saw a shadow figure.
1: Wait. So Christy's in the in her grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. They they did they, they move in after she
0: died. Yeah, her family convinced her to buy the house, so they bought the house, oh, and that's I why see. she's like, "Are you pissed that I'm here after this fight that we still never reconciled? I'm hoping that you're happy that I'm here since we never got to like settle things, and maybe, you know, I, you know, I hope that you're happy that I'm raising my family here. But also, do you hate me? Do you want me to leave? Like, what? What do you want? That's that's the ultimate question.
1: Yeah, these are good questions because I uh, I would feel pretty uncomfortable.
0: I know. Uh, so obviously there's a lot of emotion tied to this case. So Amy and Adam are very aware of that. And because of this, they're trying to get the utmost. Uh, what's a good word for it? They're really trying to make a connection with the spirit in the house and have a conversation to better understand how to move forward. And like, what's the energy? What's the block here? Amy and Adam start their investigation that night after doing a walkthrough with Christine. And they decide to do the spirit box experiment or the Estes method. Amy's the receiver. Adam is asking the questions. Amy's in a room of darkness. She's sitting in the living room of the house. She's blindfolded and has noise canceling headphones on that are feeding her the SB7. Spirit box, white noise, stuff. Okay. Adam asks, Dorothy, are you here? Prepare. Adam asks, are you here, Dorothy? And the spirit box says, no. Adam. Uh-oh. If you are not part of the family, can you tell me your name? And the spirit box says, Amy. Adam says, did you know that this is Amy? Amy his investigating partner spirit box says i don't this is really short amy all of a sudden takes the headphones off and she's like this doesn't make any sense are you getting anything and adam is like actually yeah we had a whole conversation uh, mm. they were confused though because they were like are they wanting to talk to amy the investigator and just saying her name is this something different what's happening So they end the experiment. It's already
1: weird that it it sounds like it's not the grandma.
0: I know. It's weird. Um, So who the fuck is Amy? Yeah, who? Who is Amy? As the experiment ends, they hear the rummaging that Christy was talking about. So they check it out and they find nothing. They go back into that master bedroom closet. Nothing's moving. They can't figure out what's making that sound. But now they have a better idea of what Christy's talking about they decide to record a session in the master bedroom. They're not doing the Estes method anymore. They just have a, an audio device recorder that should be picking up spirit voices as they're asking questions. One of the questions they ask is, what is in the closet? That's a great question. Oh, I hate
1: that question. No, ask the question. What is in the closet? You should probably, you should ask it. Yeah, you should
0: ask it. I'm in my closet but do you right want now? the answer? No, don't tell me. I'm in my closet. Don't tell me. <laughs> Nothing, tell me in here. When they play back the recording, they hear a loud, angry, guttural growl.
1: Oh, that's not the answer which is that, like, that I was hoping for. No.
0: What is in the closet? Rah! That's what it's <gasps> not like. Isn't that spooky? Oh, oh my gosh! I have to, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I don't need that in my closet. Exterminator, uh, no,
1: no. Please. please, please do, please exit the closet <laughs> and the home and the universe.
0: So, is this the grandmother? Is this a spirit called Amy? Is it something else? We yeah. don't know. I know. Do you? Yeah. You have a guess? Um. Well,
1: it, I I know it's something else. Does that count? Okay. It's not grandma, and I don't think it is someone named Amy.
0: Okay. Point one. one point on the scoreboard for something else. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. That's your wager. I'm not allowed to wage because I know what happens. That's right. Right. Night two, of the investigation. Amy and Adam use a K2 meter, which is that thing that, God, it's so hard <laughs> to explain devices. Google that shit. Why don't you? Um, okay. That K2 meter is an electromagnetic field device that has lights at the top of it. And if something gets close to it that disrupts the original electromagnetic field, the lights will go off. Yes. Fantastic. Please, anyone professional out there, forgive me. Anyone who wants more information, please forgive me. This is what I got. No, okay, no. Good enough. Good enough. Which I have to assume is other speaking people. Like, good enough. Like, I kind of know what you're talking about. Good enough. All right. Moving on. Amy and Adam use a K2 meter to detect any electromagnetic anomalies in the area. So they now place mementos from Christy's grandma by the meter to see if that sparks a greater response. They ask, or Adam asks, is this Dorothy? Do these objects belong to you? There's nothing from the K2 meter. No lights going off. Then Amy asks, is there something, is there anything that you want to say to Christy? She is sad because she thinks that you really didn't like her. The meter all of a sudden spikes all the way to green and it spikes for like 10 seconds, which is a long time. A really long time. Very interesting that it spiked right as the moment they were talking about Christy and the family. They do a recording session in Christy's room where there has also been activity. Amy tells the energy in that room to say whatever it wants to Christy and her family. So they take the recording device in there. They turn it on and she's just like, this is your one chance. This is your one chance to say whatever you want to say to the family in this house. And they just leave it when they play it back i swear to god there's 30 seconds of this scratchy incoherent talking into the recording amy and adam have no idea what it's saying because it's so scratchy it's like <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
1: How's that good? You are just so good at reenacting this. <laughs> okay.
0: New podcast. Josie just reenacts all the spooky he- sounds that she hears. <laughs> Go.
1: <laughs> that was on point. Your noise before was on point as well, Thanks. but I didn't want to uh, interrupt the momentum. But now I must interrupt the momentum to tell you how amazing that was. And and it, it sounds like it's a
0: scary thing because... I was alarmed when I heard it. I was like, this doesn't sound good. This sounds like a diamond.
1: Yeah, because if there was something to be said by a human, I think they would have probably not have said that much, but they probably would have said something coherent,
0: right? Well, and like I don't know, like how is it hard for spirits to talk? Maybe it is hard. I, I don't know. Maybe that's all. That, I, maybe their maybe their voice meter was slightly broken. Who am I to say? I think it is. Hard
1: for them to talk. I think it takes a lot of energy, but.
0: Plus, this thing, like, it was like they, like, this thing, like, it wasn't just a growl, which is weird. Cause if it was, if it was another growl, then. And like, normally things that growl will also say, like, fuck you. <laughs> and like, <a> really. <laughs> yeah. Or like, say something completely inappropriate. And, or, and you know
1: what else happens sometimes? Well, is sometimes a human spirit can be trying to come through and say something and then there's something else getting
0: in their way or trying to stop them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have heard that. But, the, but, the, but the, this, this voice was just, it sounded exactly what my impression was but like it just kept going for like 20 30 seconds it's like it was trying it was unleashing all all sorts of words and it just wouldn't stop talking and it just kept going and they were like this thing like wants to talk to us but like i don't know what it's saying what are you saying dude what you saying i don't know weird yeah oh my god my favorite part okay so because they don't know what the hell this thing is saying, but things are obviously trying to talk to them, guess who they decide to bring in? It's a psychic. Oh my
1: god. It's a oh psychic. God, I guess? Can, can I guess? guess? Is it Chip Coffee? It's Chip
0: Coffee! Oh my god, I love Chip Coffee! We love Chip Coffee! Get yourself some information on Chip Coffee, because he is the psychic that you want. We love ourselves some Chip.
1: Oh my gosh, he's my favorite. All the way to back in the day when... I was in college, and I would watch Paranormal State. Chip Coffee. Chip Coffee. Ryan, come back. Come back to the paranormal world, Ryan. We miss you.
0: Yeah, Ryan, whatever your last name is, tell me your spooky story. What happened to you as a child? Please tell me.
1: Yeah, I want to know. And just come back, because you were great.
0: Maybe I'll read his book and do an episode. We'll see. He has a book? Yeah.
1: Oh, do it.
0: Okay. Okay, so they bring in Mr. Chip Coffee, to do a walkthrough on the house to see if he can pick up on anything that they cannot, which obviously he can, because he's psychic and he's great and you're nowhere near his level. That's right. So when Chip does his walkthrough, he notes that there is a spirit in the house who is attached to a female, but Chip picks up on the energy of two spirits, a female and a kid. The female Chip picks up on Uh, He says that she was sick, that she seems feisty, a little grumpy, um, and was very connected to the property. He's like, she's, like, embedded in the walls, whatever this is. Chip picks up on a history of child abuse. Now, keep in mind, he is walking the house with Amy and Adam. So he's just telling them what he's experiencing and hearing and all this jazz. So he picks up on a history of child abuse he pauses and then he turns to Amy, the investigator, and he just gasps. Um, I don't know if you can picture it, but Chip I Coffee's, sure uh he's gay and he owns it. And just the best. In the best and way. Amazing. And he's very stylish. And he's also, you know, just a psychic. So picture that and his, his if hands. Chip Coffee is going to gasp, he's going to do it right. Yeah. Both hands are on the cheek or over yes. the mouth. <gasps> oh, and you're like. Oh, my God, Chip. Chip. What is it? What is it, Chip? <laughs> and, of course, he points to Amy and he says, It's connected to you. No. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. This That's not good. This is the first time Amy and Adam are hearing of a child's spirit. Chip says that this child spirit is hanging on to Amy since she herself is a mother. to so this kid. And he was like, Listen, Adam. No offense, but you're not a mama. You'll never be a mama. It's not the same thing. <laughs> not that you don't like kids, but like it's not you. She's Mama Bear. She's protecting Sheila. So the spirit is attracted and it's attached to itself to Amy.
1: Oh, oh. So it attached to her. Uh, not like because mes- she's not- on the property. It's not like the other Estes Method story where it was a spirit following Michelle.
0: Yes, yes. The so spirit- it's not like that. Exactly. The spirit is okay. on the property, and they had no no inkling no idea of this other entity again we think that there is you know that's either something not good in the house or the spirit of the grandma it seems like the spirit of the grandma is in the house but now there's also this other spirit okay the child spirit. the child spirit so An free... actual
1: child spirit that's what chip says And not like the Emily Davis entity.
0: No, we, we, uh, no, yeah, Chip is like this is a child spirit. Okay. Okay. So the three of them now take a walk down to the basement, and immediately Chip says that this child has told him, I like to hide down here. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Chip tells the two that the child is trying so hard, so hard to communicate with Amy and Adam. This child is... Trying so hard and they just they they haven't been able to pick that up. Oh, that's sad. I know. So Amy's ask asking Chip, you know, is there a name with the child? And Chip says there is, but it's hard to pick up on. He says it's an M name, but almost like an Emily or an Amelia, something with an M in the middle. And with it yeah, so if it didn't start with an M, it was something with an M in the middle. After the walk. Amy and Adam start their research to find out more about this child spirit because they're like, "Okay, Chip crushed it. He picked up on a lot of things that we already knew were happening. And he I definitely feel like the grandmother's spirit is in the house, but he also picked up on this other thing. So let's see if we can't figure out some additional research and clues that would point us in the direction of what this is, because Chip was saying that there is a bigger story in this house and it's coming from the child. And he was really, really adamant that they figure out what is happening. He was like, there is a bigger story here. Yes, you have the grandma, but there's a way bigger story here. Oh. Right? So we trust Chip. So they're going to figure it out. After doing a little bit of research, Amy finds something very interesting. This is a trigger warning. If you you can't handle things with child abuse, skip ahead 20 seconds. So very close to Christy's house. There was a three-year-old girl. Um, her stepmother put her in the bathtub, and this little girl told her that it burns. Her stepmother told her to stay in the tub. This oh. tub was around 135 degrees. What? The little girl ended up getting first and third-degree burns all over her body. When she was rushed to the, she was then rushed to the hospital. But before making it, she passed away of cardiac arrest. Oh, my God. And they had to do some digging to find this. They found this out through a very, very, very old newspaper article. So this wow, was that's from crazy. about a mile away. And so that's child abuse. Do you want to know what her name was?
1: <gasps>
0: was it Amy? It's Amy. Whoa. 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 Estes Method. What the hell? That is crazy.
1: I was not expecting that.
0: Right? They were like, this, are they talking to me, Amy? This is making any sense. I thought we were here for our grandma. Something entirely different. Spurred from the case, Chip picked up on, um, Amy, why would he say Amy? Because he would probably just like, that's Amy. So like, I'm not Emily, Amelia. He picked up on the name Amy, the child abuse. And in the Estes method, they picked up the name Amy. So, very interesting. That's pretty incredible. Right? Props to the Estes method. I'm telling you, I was like, what the hell is this? This is crazy. Now I'm super scared to do it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm getting kind of psyched up. I'm kind of getting more excited, though. Maybe you and I will have to switch
0: roles. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone's getting brave. Okay, we'll both do it. Okay, fair. So now that they know that there are two spirits in the house, Christy's grandmother and this little girl named Amy, Amy and Adam decide to create a create closure between Christy and her late grandma. So they got to handle one one thing at a time. So they bring in Chip Coffee to do a reading with Christy. They're kind of telling her about what they found in the house. And they're like, you know what? You and your grandma have a lot of unsettled business. I think it would be good if you were able to talk with Chip. See what happens. So they bring her in to talk with Chip. Now, Chip is sitting across from Christine, from Christy. And all of a sudden, he's just like, listen, this spirit This is a tough cookie, but man, do I like her. (laughs) So he tells Christy that she was her grandma's favorite and that Christy kind of knew that. Chip confirms that her grandma's like, yeah, I can be tough, but I love you. And she wanted to come back to say that she was sorry before passing over. And that's why she's been in the house. Oh, I know so so sweet chip picks up and relays to christy that she's super glad that christy is living in her home and he's like listen she's super upfront. like she'll give it to you straight so i'm just gonna give it to you straight she's like i don't know what else you want me to say (laughs) i don't know what else you want me to say like i'm sorry i love you you're doing it right i keep my eye on you from time to time and that we're really good. Like, I'm good. You and I, we're really good. And I just want you to be good, too. Oh, that really melted my heart just now. I know. Because it's like, okay, now that the pieces are coming together, Chip also picked up on that she was, like, really sick. And that he felt a lot of fluid in his lungs when he was um, kind of feeling her. And that he thinks that her death, you know, she was probably alone, got up and had... All of a sudden, something hit and she ended up passing away rather suddenly in the house. The fact that he can at least give Christy a little bit of closure in that regard. Yeah, her grandma was a little feisty and a little grumpy. And obviously, if they didn't talk for 11 years, this woman is, you know, she still got her bite to her. So that is what the growls were. And that's why I'm saying... Oh. i'm curious oh is, really yeah if she just had like if there was some because the fact that like there was like non-stop talking in one of them but like they couldn't understand it definitely she was, was just like, going off she was going she was like i gotta tell you this this and this and blah 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 and this and this and this like he was like yeah she's feisty but she's she's tough but i like her and she'll tell it to you straight <laughs> and this is what's up you good i don't know what else you want me to say i'm sorry i fucked up i love you We're fine. Please be fine. I'm here because you should be fine.
1: What a lovely closure to have for both of them. Because I would feel so bad if I was Christy. Like, my grandma was so mad. You know, that that sucks. And I'm glad they got that closure. But can you not be growling at people? Ma'am? Excuse you.
0: Excuse you? That's terrifying. That's horrifying. Obviously, Christy breaks down with tears. For 11 years, Chrissy had been living with this feeling um, of non-closure. And so she's finally happy and relieved to have this closure with her grandma and to know that she's happy with what she's doing. Now, Amy and Adam focus on the little girl. They go into the basement and they bring Chip. And they have a teddy bear with them that is actually a temperature-changing detector and an EVP recorder. So that's this teddy bear... And it's got a light in its tummy, but if the temperature changes, the light will switch off, and it will say things, and it will record stuff. So it's like, I guess it's a way for children to have a better interaction. Amy and Adam bring Chip down to discuss the findings of their research, because they want to tell him what they found out about the little girl. So as they're discussing what happened to this little girl, the teddy bear goes off, indicating her presence. Like, they're literally saying... You know, her, her mother kept her in the bathtub. She passed away. Like, I can't even, with my own kids, I can't even fathom, like, what mother. And then all of a sudden, this bear goes off. Amy asks, Amy, are you okay? If you're okay, can you light those lights up for us? The lights go off on the K2 meter. Aww. Chip asks, did you know that her name is Amy, too? Isn't that cool? And they're I love that he's talking to her like like a little girl, like, Yeah, her name is Amy too. Like, that's so cool. You guys have such a cool name. And the K2 goes off even higher. She's like, yeah, that is cool. Then Adam asks, do you like being here because there are other kids to play with? And the meter goes off. Now Amy says, Amy, you don't have to stay here. You can leave. But if you want to stay, you can. You have not been a bother to anyone. So if you want to stay in play, you can. But there is nothing to be afraid of anymore. No one will hurt you ever again. Ever. And the K2 meter zips off. It's lighting up like crazy. Amy says, you don't need to stay in this place. And all of a sudden, as she says that as the K2 meter is going off, the K meter stops abruptly. Chip asks, Amy, are you still here with us? And there's nothing, no lights, no sound, nothing's going off. And he's like, the energy has lifted. It seems like she's moved on.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Oh and my just being gosh. able to like be
0: heard and like have her story be told and finally have some attention to it. It seems like she was able to pass over. So Amy, Adam and Christy, the owner of the house, they all noted how light the energy felt. So Christy got closure. They were able to make contact with this spirit, this child spirit, Amy, and tell her story and allow her to move on. And that is the magic of the spirit box and the Estes method.
1: That is really sweet. It sounds like the little girl needed permission or felt like she had permission to move on when they
0: said that. And how crazy that she was the one talking to them in the Estes method of like, hi, it's me that needs help. Hello. Hi.
1: Well, and she was only three?
0: Three years old.
1: Can three year olds talk that much? Clearly I don't have kids yet.
0: <laughs> well, so it didn't talk though. Like it didn't really talk that much. Because that first up estes method, they were like, Is your name Dorothy? She's like, No. Are you a part of the family? no what's your name amy did you know that's yeah. amy no that's it that's all she yeah, said then she just lit shit true. up that's a good point
1: oh that was that's really that's a nice story because that has a happy ending yeah Two happy
0: endings right i scared the crap out of you and then i ended it well you're welcome oh i needed that right Now we're going to do the Estes method at our haunted hotel and see what happens. And our biggest goal is just to let them know that we honor them and that we're here. if They have something to say. And if not, that's okay. But really interesting on on the information that the Estes method has been able to pull out for investigations and take things in an entirely different way.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a really useful method for getting to the root of what's happening what what's actually happening um i'm gonna have to make sure i post our picture
0: uh from the stanley yeah our stanley orb picture and i will link this youtube series of spirits of the stanley in the show notes if you're interested in watching it super interesting Um, as well as go check out kindred spirits if you haven't kind of cool stay tuned for when we do our estes method We'll be posting that on our Patreon, so if you want to check it out, you can donate to the Patreon after October. Ends. That's right,
1: because we're going to be recording a video for it as well. Indeed. And now that you've told this story, I kind of feel like we need to go to the Stanley.
0: We gotta go back to the Stanley. Totally. We gotta go
1: back to the Stanley. Maybe do another tour. Maybe spend Maybe spend the evening maybe break out the Estes method. Well, thank you. That was a lovely story, Josie. I feel like I needed something like that after the uh, all the mind-boggling things that we've covered lately, so. You're
0: welcome. You get spirit communication tonight, all right.
1: I'm about it, I'm about it. Now I'm really curious to see the other versions of the Estes method and, and what our listener has sent us about the one that they prefer. Um, thank you so much for sending that. And, and if you have a preferred method, a preferred method of the Estes method, if that makes sense, <laughs> then please send it to us. If you have your own uh, paranormal investigations where you use the Estes method and got some interesting responses, we would like to know about that as well.
0: We just want to hear your stories, so please tell, please share, talk to us on Instagram, talk to us on the Gmail, talk to us on the Facebook and all that jazz we appreciate you for listening rate and share the podcast and until next week stay stay spooky. spooky